Welcome to the Painted Target Podcast. So I put out a tweet earlier and I wanted to do a quick podcast on it. I said, if you look at most people, they are defined by their environment. If things are good, their mood is good. If things are bad, then their mood is garbage. They have zero power in their life because everything around them determines their life. This is something that I saw. I mean, we've all done it. I've seen it personally millions of times with people around me. I kind of was thinking about this earlier because I was listening to this guy I listened to show that he does and totally unrelated to any of this stuff, but he was just really happy in the show and he normally isn't. And I was sitting there listening to it and I was just waiting for it. I was just waiting for this guy to say, you know what happened to me? This happened to me and that's why I'm in a good mood. And it got me thinking, you know. This is how most of us live our lives, at least ones that aren't contemplating or thinking about any of this stuff. And it's where our environment essentially rules our entire mood, our entire day, our entire position. So if you woke up in the morning and you stubbed your toe, your day's going to suck. If you wake up in the morning and your tire's flat, your day's going to suck. If you wake up and you won the lottery, then your day's all of a sudden good. Or you woke up and you got a good email, a new job, or whatever it is, all of a sudden everything is perfect. And I've said this before, the only reason I've started doing any of this stuff, which what do you even define this stuff, this podcast, the the writing... You know, all these things. I mean, I wrote a book. I'm basically done right now. And the whole book is from this time, from when I started doing this stuff about three years ago. But what is it? What's the stuff? Well, I said this the other day that I started to notice these patterns in people, like I just said. And I started to think about it for myself and go, okay, how come... If X, Y, or Z happens, I'm good, quote unquote, but if something else happens, I'm not. And it led me to the question, which is the question of anyone who is contemplating, you know, the big question, so to speak, is why can't I feel like this outside of what happens to me, quote unquote. In other words, for some people, a bad day is a good day. For some people, a good day is a bad day. So that proves right there, and I do mean prove, that it's all in our mind. It's all in our head. It's all how we perceive something. So when you see these people out there, I was thinking about it also today. I went to get my hair cut. It's a popular place. A lot of people waiting. And every single person that was in there getting their hair cut or waiting, they were all complaining. Or they were saying how this is happening in my life and if this happens, everything will be great. 
if this doesn't happen, everything will be bad. And everyone around me waiting was obviously on their phones. I was reading Kindle on my phone too, so. But all these people, their knees are bouncing around. They just seemed, you know, full of stress. They're all amped up. And you could tell that everything in their life was based off of something else. And that is the exact reason why I started doing any of this stuff personally. You know, contemplating these things, doing the quote-unquote inner work. Or which really, if you want to take all the mystical out of it, it's just contemplation. It's trying to, you know, we hear this word mastery. I don't like the word really because it just is a popular thing now. It's just a trend. But it's being able to see what's going on and actually see the truth of it instead of what we think is real. You know, if I wake up and my day is bad because I didn't sleep good, I have to ask the question, why is it though? Just because of sleep? Because if someone walked to the door right now and said, oh, we're publisher clearinghouse, you just won $20 billion, you think my day would be so bad anymore? But my sleep didn't change. The hours of sleep didn't change. So this is where this topic comes in. This is where this question comes in is how come we are so, our day is so determined by things that are, you know, outside of us. And even now in my personal life, there's a lot going on. It would it would be safe to say that the things going on now, most people would not want to handle it or be able to handle it. Really, it's just life. It's just life things making a lot of changes. You know, it's just normal stuff. But I keep asking myself on the days that aren't good, well, why isn't it good? And then I always have the, let's call it insight of, well, technically it could be good. And back to what I was saying, that's why I got into this. I saw, I can't remember, it may have been, it was an author that I was reading and he essentially said that the entire point of doing any of this, stepping back, not being a robot, not going through life, just robotic behavior like 99% of society. The whole point of this is to be in a position where your externals don't ruin your internal. So your internal mood, world, whatever you want to call it, is not determined on something on the outside. And I would say, I would say realistically in 2019, I would say 95% of society, if not more, is completely determined and run and at the whim of their environment. Everything is cause and effect. If this doesn't happen, then I won't be good. If this happens, then I will be good. You know, this is the same thing in leadership when you lead people, especially in like a security environment or a da- or a more dangerous environment where it's, you know, you want this to happen and you want that to happen or this is going to happen. It's always worst case scenario. The problem is, is people are living like that in their daily life when there is no worst case scenario because we're 
sitting here with a supercomputer in our pocket. If we run out of money, someone's probably going to give us money nowadays. You know, every, everything is set up in many ways not to fail in our lives as long as we're willing to work and put forth the effort. But if we don't get the new job or we don't get enough money or we don't get this or we don't get that, we freak out. But you have to ask the question of why are you freaking out? I mean, are you are you actually going to go broke? I mean, ask the question. Maybe you are. But are you actually going to go broke to where you're going to be living under a bridge in six months, literally under a bridge, starving and die? I mean, this is why these fears and these worries, which is another topic I talked about this week, has to be considered this is also why i say always ask why because a lot of the times as they say you're worried about the thought more than you're worried about the actual thing that you're worrying about i've been reading just kind of as a side note i've been reading a book on neuropsychology And the guy basically talks about how they've done the tests, they've done the studies, and a lot of what we worry about never happens. Like they've essentially in their own way proved it. And also how the left brain, you know, our analytical side of us, the side that's always thinking, is not very accurate. When they did these studies where they were cutting brains in half... For people that had medical issues and they were essentially asking them questions while they only had certain parts of their brains working. And the people that were being asked questions through essentially the left side of the brain, which is we'll call it the mind, you know, that's just going all day, this, that, worry, oh shit, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. They would ask it questions And when it didn't have access to the correct information, you could say like the future or even just connection to the right brain, which is more of the outside of the box thinking. When they would ask the question, the left side of the brain would actually answer with something totally off point. So the whole meaning of this is It gathers information that it has, if it has it, let's say this is what the mind does, and it just comes up with something. So the reason why that's important is because that's what we're doing in our daily lives. So we, we don't know the future. The past is already over. So if we're trying to predict the future, what are we using? We're using past information that's not accurate. We're making assessments, categorizing, whatever, and that's fine, but it's usually wrong. So we've gotten good at making these assessments and being good at it. And you could say nowadays, with all the information available and with how analytical we are, even something like supplementation and, you know, there's pharmacology. I mean, there's stuff out there we can use to really boost our cognitive, you know, functions. You could say we can make pretty good assessments, but you know what's common in all of these assessments? 
they may be 99% right, but they're rarely 100% right. And the whole point of this is if you know that and you look at it scientifically, which is what these researchers did, now you're sitting in the background going, shit, so half of that stuff, if not more, which it's definitely more than half, going on in the mine right now is not accurate. So when I'm worrying, I'm able to look at it as worry instead of, oh, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. I actually, in it on a daily basis, especially nowadays, if anything pops up, because I don't care what anyone says, nobody's immune to it. If it pops up, worry, anxiety, fear, whatever it is, I look at it directly for what it is, which is the mind is designed to worry, to save us, survival, protection. So that's what it's doing. That's it. I leave it at that. I don't add anything more to it. This isn't to say that I haven't ever added anything more to it. But where I've been lucky is I can always sit back and question it. And that's the point of reading these books. That's the point of reading the stuff that, you know, I put out or other people put out is it's just to put you in a position where you could step back and say, you know, this probably is not too accurate. And even in fitness and health, I've told people that, you know, a lot of what you're thinking is not correct. People want to lose weight. They look, they get on the scale. I gained four pounds overnight, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're adding to the problem and it's the same in daily life. So the point of the, or back to the topic of the external world, you know, we have to realize that we are just run by our circumstances. Everything in our circumstance is what determines our mood and I lived like that for a lot of years but I can't imagine living like that now I have my days like anybody does I'll get a couple bad days or whatever it is but I'm never in the framework or the mental outlook of this is going to last forever or this is never going to end or oh shit I'm going to be you know whatever fear you could come up with I'm not stuck in it. And it's funny because I've had incidents where, you know, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't like using the words that people use, especially in the spiritual community. They make everything very theatric because you can have, you know, let's call them certain experiences or certain things. It's just like everyone listening to this is, has had the moment. Where you get hit with an insight. Something just happens. It's like you you just connect to something that's outside of the thinking, constant mind. And I actually had that happen the other day where I was going on about something for about 48 hours. Pretty heavy. I essentially like contemplated this topic pretty heavy for two days just trained, did what I had to do and really concentrated on why this was bothering me so much. And I deconstructed it. I broke it down and 
usually kind of my process or what I would tell someone to do is you deconstruct something down to all its parts. It's like a puzzle on the table that you break apart. You look at all the parts. You see what's going on. You see the truth, not just reality, meaning what's in front of you, but you see beyond that. You see the truth. I may be scared of blank, but why am I? You find that piece that nobody wants to look at. But once all the pieces are broken down, you blow them off the table. Because that's where my stuff would be considered more zen or spiritual or where I think people mess up is they deconstruct they analyze and they don't stop but you have to break something apart and then you have to get rid of it you found your answer get rid of it now move on to action because sometimes action and creation takes removal and that's what the deconstruction is so i broke this thing down for a couple days i found the pieces i said okay well the bottom line is i'm not living like this in other words, you know, mentally, I, I'm not going to worry about this topic. So I dropped it, woke up the next day. It was a new day. It's fine. And I was on a drive somewhere actually to meet a buddy of mine that I hadn't seen in a while. You know, I've told you guys many times I live in the mountains. So I drove, you know, a good bit to go see this guy, went into town and, um, I was driving in there and at one point I was just, I think I was listening to an audio book or something and either he said something in the book or not and I just real quick got this feeling and it was very much a feeling of, oh, okay, something's coming. And like in other words, the issue I had been contemplating was kind of a, like a stuck, it was like a block. And I f immediately thought of that issue, felt the issue, and it was just like, oh, something's coming with that. It's good to go now. And I, and I just dropped it. It was like, there, there's the truth. I just, in those situations, what happens, in my opinion, in those insights, downloads, whatever you want to call them, you're in a position where you're calm, obviously, but the more, let's call it, down-to-earth way to look at it, conceptual way, is you're in a position of comfort, you're in a position of calmness, the mind stops chirping for a minute, and the message that was trying to get through gets through. The key is, is when it gets through, you've got to let it go. You don't just say, oh, that's great, and then get on your phone and try to look something up or you just up oh, there it is got it you know thanks for the information on you know that's it kept driving no shit probably maybe an hour and a half later i'm walking through walking to this nice restaurant um and me and him are going in there and my phone goes off and i look and it was an email and the email directly, directly was an answer, was that answer that I felt in the car. That's it. 
And since that email, no matter where it goes from here, it's basically, you know, just a business thing um, or, you know, professional thing that basically, even if it goes nowhere, the ball is now rolling and everything has changed. So I didn't get that email and go, oh, my gosh, and start writing poetry about, oh, geez, and, you know, 50,000 messages online about, you know, law of attraction or love or whatever these communities are saying. Quite simply, for me, that's what was supposed to happen. The mind slowed. The insight came in or wisdom, whatever you want to call it. I let it go. Thanks for the heads up. And it came. That's it. I don't, you know, in ancient times, they, you know, and even people out there would call that magic or they'd call it intuition or they call it, uh, even like I said, insights and stuff like that. But the whole point of this story is there was an issue. I stayed on the issue and I kept my finger on it, but I didn't let it ruin my life. I contemplated it. I deconstructed it. I saw all the pieces involved. I blew the pieces off the mental table, erased the canvas, whatever you want to call it. Started over the next day. The mind was calm. And then the insight came in and it was right. And the funny thing is, from that point on, when it comes to this situation, there really isn't any fear. There really isn't any concern because it's too clear now so you know this this turns into like a confidence issue too because you have to have the confidence in these insights but the only way you're going to get the insights is by dropping these problems so how this ties into this conversation is if you're at the whim of your environment constantly You're never in a position to get an insight, to learn anything, to get wisdom. And some people would call it, you know, all these terms and what are they? I mean, you know, what was that movie? The Secret, you know, you bring all these things to you. I think it's a little less mystical than they're making it. I think nature, the world, I think our lives were supposed to be more optimal and we've made them suboptimal because of our mental clutter and our baggage. So we live a life that's suboptimal and these things don't come in. You know, it's we're supposed to be in positions where the work that you put in leads to something. And that applies to your mental health too. Because if I sat on that problem and never went out of it, do you really think that insight would have came in? So there's a lot of ways to argue it. I mean, you could say, hey, that email was in the works for weeks. Maybe. But how would I have even taken that email if I was so stuck on that problem before? You know, so it all ties in. And quite frankly, I don't know if it was in the works. For that long so you know this is just something we have to consider because we do a lot of worrying we everything is 
based on the externals. And this is why you see, you see this a lot with couples is, you know, people that are married is they bring things. So they're not making enough money already, but they decide to have another kid or get a dog or something like this or go to Disney or buy a car. It's always let me be run by my external environment and let me take something from the external environment to make me feel better because I'm already at the whim of it. But if you get that new car and now you have a new bill, is that going to give you more stress? You know, someone said that to me the other day. They're like depressed out of their mind. They come home every day, they cry, they don't like their job, they want their significant other to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. So their entire life, happiness, mood, whatever, is determined by everything that they mentioned to me. I receive, I got four messages today from people asking what to do to basically be happier. And every single one of them was based off of some concept. How do I be more insert 600 spiritual words here? Or I want this person I'm with to do this because it'll make everything okay, but they won't. I have a good job, but I come home every day and cry, but it's a good job. Okay, no, it's not because you're fucking crying. So... You got to ask the question, you know, and that's, that's what's going on now. And that's really why I wanted to record this quick, you know, just, I hadn't planned on it because I spent basically an entire day seeing this. I've seen it my whole life. I've seen it happen around me. I get all these messages and it's always the same thing. It's problem. What can I do to help the problem? And I respond the same way every time. Stop trying to help it. Ask why it's there in the first place. Deconstruct it. And then go from there. Ask yourself why you're in that shitty job that makes you cry in the first place. So somebody said to me, I expect to come home and this happened with my whoever it is, girl, guy I'm with. And... That just would make me feel better or whatever. Uh, No, it wouldn't. The question there for real is why are you in a position where you have to come home and something has to happen in order to make you feel better? That's what it is. That's why all the Buddhists and the monks and all these dudes in the cave, that's why they say if you have no needs, if you have no wants, you can never be tortured because you don't give a shit. So, yeah, we can't do that necessarily in modern times like we, you know, would if we lived over there. But we can be in a position where we hold all the tools in the toolbox to be fine where we're at. I do not. I said this the other day online. I started this, as I keep saying, to not be in a position where something determined how I feel. It's not about being magical. It's not about even being happy. 
It's about being level. It's about being in a position where, you know, it's very, it's like Dr. Hawkins says, power versus force. Force is trying to, you know, meditate your way out of pain or align with a concept. You know, that's what force is. It's what can I do to be more loving or heart cohesion or law of attraction, all these freaking words that people made up to make money mostly. How can I get more of that? Oh, I'll tell you how. Stop giving a shit about that and start asking the questions of why you're in a position where you need that stuff anyway. You know, if I'm sitting here, as most people are, and they're worried about their job or their money and all these things, it's probably not the job and the money so much as why are you in that position in the first place? You know, it's like buying, it's like, Buying a new car, cell phone, all these things we buy and then having to work in a place we hate to pay for the things we bought. So the question would be, why did you buy all those things? But this isn't popular in the self-help community or whatever community because it doesn't necessarily make you feel better what I'm saying because it's the truth because you have to ask the question, you know. So we have to realize that that's a lot of what we're doing and that's what you see. So to sum this up, start asking yourself, as I did for many years, you know, why are you in a position where something outside of you is determining your day? <laughs>